0: what's up free basketball family it's me it's me your boy dg so i'm by myself today uh no ryan no cody uh really i don't know if that's either good or bad cody's not there to interrupt me and uh ryan's not here to keep me on track so one way or another uh this is gonna go whether it's good or bad just enjoy the show today we're gonna get right down deep inside the lottery for the nba draft that's coming up yes we don't know what this bubble's gonna do and hopefully it all turns out right but we know we have to actually have a draft at some point so that's what i'm here to do today is i'm gonna break down the top 14 teams in the lottery well you say top it could be bottom but either way the teams that expect to pick first and we have our order already set up and we've all kind of agreed on it uh, due to uh, the schedule and how everything went uh, before all this pandemic hit. So we're going we're gonna to break down all the players. Uh, we're all giving something a little bit different. Mine, I'm practically, I'm going to dig a little into the teams and kind of give you a little tidbit about them, a little bit about the player, but not much, but mainly show you who might be the best fit for each team. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Alright, so what we're going to do today is we're going to dive into these teams, and I'm going to kind of give you a small breakdown, and hopefully this doesn't last a long time because if it does, we all know that Ryan will kill me for taking way too long, and uh, you know what? I'm going to talk a little bit because I'm not here to be interrupted, so meh. Uh, but yeah, let's go ahead and dig straight into it. Uh, your first team leading off is you have the Warriors. So if you look at the Warriors, you have a bunch of players that are on big contracts. You have uh, Draymond Green, Andrew Wiggins, Clay Thompson, Stephen Curry. That Something has to give. Those four are above each above 20, 20 million With uh, Clay at thirty seven, Steph at forty five, uh, with Andrew w- Wiggins added there, man, that's just that's a weird dynamic. We haven't seen these four players play, so just like they have with D'Angelo Russell, they might want to see them all on the court. Uh, so at that point, do you trade back and potentially grab another player so you can get cheaper? So you get maybe two top 10 picks, potentially. Um, somehow, some way, are they going to try to get two top 10, top 20 players in this draft because they want to be able to fill these maybe less players. I wouldn't say less players. These rookie deals. Because that's less money that's going to hit because we don't know what in the world this uh, the money is going to be like for these teams, what the salary cap is going to be. Um, so I'd say they end up trading. But let's say throughout this whole thing, right off the bat, nobody makes a trade. We go down top to bottom. Nobody makes a trade. It is how it is. Best fit. The, the Warriors, they need a big guy. Like I just said, those four players that they have on big contracts, well, none of them are a center. And so let me go ahead and dig right into it. This is kind of a weird one, but I'm going to go ahead with James Wiseman. James Wiseman from the University of Memphis. Here locally, he played three games, whopping three games. 19.7 points, 10.7 rebounds, and three blocks. He's a good rebounder, a rim runner. Um, And because they have 129 million locked up in four players, they're going to need somebody to fit in. I think he's going to be better than they've anybody they've had really on that team. Um, I don't know who really they're even worried about, but you have somebody there that possibly could step in day one. He's a young guy, but he could step in day one and be their center for the future and could play around these guys for the next few years while they're all in these contracts. Um, So that's who I go with is James Wiseman. All right, let's go to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Their main needs are they need a shooting guard and a small forward. Uh, If you look at theirs as well, they have Kevin Love, which is weird enough as it is that he's still there. And then they went after and got Andre Drummond. So let's say they keep those guys. You have a power forward and a center who's going to just eat up rebounds. So they don't really need that. So that's when I say they go with a shooting guard, small forward, somebody who can put the ball in. Because really you're going to have Larry Nance there. What's he going to do? You know, not much there. But then you have Darius Garland and Colin Sexton as your, you know, dynamic duo, the two guys that are going to be handling the ball. So give them somebody to pass pass the ball to and make buckets. So you want a bucket getter here. And I go with Obi Toppin out of Dayton. 20 points, 7.5 rebounds, 2 assists, solid shooter. And then if you add them next to Love and Drummond, man, that is going to be a very a decent team. They're not going to be deep. They will be fun to watch. But I think somebody who is one of my favorite players is Obi Toppin in this. And so I think putting him in Cleveland, which is a weird franchise, what they're doing there, we don't know. Uh, they're still not going to be good, but let's go ahead and put go ahead and put Ob top in there for them. Next, ladies and gentlemen, we have the Minnesota Timberwolves. All right, so we know that there is a dynamic duo there of D'Angelo Russell and Carl Anthony Towns. That is it. That's that's all you got. Everybody else is okay they just went and got malik beasley his contract expires who knows what's going to happen with him for this next 2020 2021 season uh you have james johnson in the books they went they had they drafted uh jared culver last year so that's really all they have so when i look at so when i want look at the timberwolves you're looking at a shooting guard small forward exact same thing as the caps so with Obi Toppin already gone I would, if he was available, I'd put him here as well. But since he's not, let's go with Anthony Edwards out of Georgia. 19 points, five rebounds, three assists, dynamic score. Uh, You need a score to build around uh, D'Angelo Russell and Carl Anthony Towns. You just do. And are the Timberwolves going to be any good? Probably not. You have two really, really, really good players. But right now, that's not going to be enough, especially in the West, where it is absolutely loaded. It's going to be for the next couple of years. You have teams such as the Grizzlies and Pelicans, who are both young and even better than them. So I think Timberwolves is going to need more than Anthony Edwards. But right here, pick number three, I give you Anthony Edwards. All right, so the Atlanta Hawks. I look at them, and I also see that they could have a point guard, shooting guard, small forward. We don't really know what Trey Young is. He's just this flat-out score. He has bad hair, but he shoots the ball really well. So with that, let's team him up somebody that can also play along him because you need somebody that fits. If you don't have somebody that fits with your best player, that's never going to work. Um uh, they just went and got Clint Capella, Dwayne Dedman. So they have a, two big guys that are young. You also have John Collins still there. Uh, Kevin Herter still there. Uh, Vince Carter not there anymore. Uh, what a career that guy's had though. What a career. But let's go back and let's surround a player around Trey Young and then two big guys. This is a weird one. Because when I put it on paper and I was looking through of what these teams actually needed, I never would have ever imagined that I would have put this player here. But let's go with LaMelo Ball. And the reason I'm okay with LaMelo Ball playing there is because he's a point guard. But he's also a creator. Does he need the ball all the time? Not necessarily. He can play off the ball as well. Uh, But he is a good ball hander. He is a good scorer. Um, This is... Probably the most risky pick because you have the ball family there as well, but I think Trey Young loves the attention. I really, really do. And I think in uh, in Atlanta, ooh, hot Atlanta is going to be on fire. So yeah, it's risky, but why not embrace the little fun here and let's get Ball and Trey Young going playing together. Hey, and let's make uh, the Hawks, yeah, they're going to suck, but at least let's make them fun. So I think Atlanta is going to be hot, and it was going to be good, but they're still not going to be any good. All right. Next, we have the Detroit Pistons. Probably, I don't know if, but probably one of the worst teams realistically right now. What are they doing? Like, they have Blake Griffin that that's that's it that that is it i don't know if because he was hurt they couldn't trade him i i don't know what is going on in detroit but what i do know is going on in detroit is that they need every position but maybe the power forward and that is where blake plays he's on another contract for the 2021 season and then the season after he has a player option the money doesn't matter. You could pay him all the money you want. You're still going to have plenty of money there for other players. So let's go ahead and give him somebody that's dynamic, somebody who pairs well with him. Let's develop that young kid and then let's go ahead and uh, maybe send Blake on his way with a trade. Or who knows? You might get somebody else that comes there in free agency once this pandemic passes. But uh, when I look at this position for the Pistons, um, I look at Killian Hayes. Point guard out of France. He's 18 years old. Um, he can make shots at every level. So if he's needing to be in the paint, if he's needing to be out on the three, anywhere in between, this guy can make shots. And that's what you really need. You need somebody who can score because who else is scoring on this team? He's also been noted as one of the best pick-and-roll players in the draft and if you add him to a healthy blake griffin that could be amazing because we all know what blake was when he was in la so let's go ahead and uh, maybe get blake healthy maybe this pandemic is helping him on that but killian hayes next to blake griffin that could be a really really good matchup all right so let's go with the number next team that's number six The New York Knicks. All right, this franchise is crazy. It starts at the top. It's it's probably one of the worst-ran franchises there is right now. It is just nuts. But what they do need, they need some players to surround around R.J. Hampton. Because, and I said R.J. Hampton. I am sorry. I've been watching him, highlights of him getting ready for this. R.J. Barrett. Well, they need a point guard because I think R.J. Barrett having the ball in his hand, that's fine. But let's go ahead and give him a true point guard because, yes, giving them another big player because they got all the power forwards that there was. No, let's go ahead and get him a point guard. And I think you dig back into the family, the New York Knicks family, the son of Greg Anthony. And I think you go after Cole Anthony here. Point guard out of North Carolina, averaged 18.5 points, six rebounds, four assists. Dude's a scorer. He's a creator. He's somebody who can get into the lane, score the ball, dish the ball, dribble drive, hit the open shots. He's one of the better players I have seen in college basketball this year. I am a Duke fan through and through. Cole Anthony is a bucket. The dude knows how to play the game. So I go ahead and put Cole Anthony on the New York Knicks, team him up with R.J. Barrett, and what do you have? You have a dynamic duo that's going to be there for the next four, five, possibly ten years together. Those two could be really good. You surround them with some good players and some Pieces that actually fit their game. And I think you have a really, really good team uh, in the end. But they got to build. They can't get out of their own way sometimes, a franchise. But go ahead and give Cole Anthony on the New York Knicks. You heard it here. He's going to be a sleeper. And he's going to be potentially rookie of the year. All right. The Chicago Bulls. All right, the Chicago Bulls. Let's go ahead and look at them a little bit. Uh, They do have Otto Porter on contract for the next season, Zach Levine for the next two years. Uh, Thaddeus Young, uh, you have him, but pretty much uh, that's it. They did go out and get Kobe White last year as their point guard. So I honestly, and oh yeah, sorry, Laurie Markadon, Wendell Carter, uh, somebody who I would like to, who is not under contract, Denzel Valentine. I wish he could get healthy and get back um, and honestly be a really good player that he was when he was in college. But let's go ahead and stay away from the point guard position because we got Kobe White. Okay, so let's let's look at some other positions that they need. Small forward, power forward, center. So I think they're okay with Otto Porter and Zach Levine in the shooting guard position because both of those guys can get shots up. So I kind of want to go with a player that has upside but also is a very good shooter. He's a playmaking wing And I would, and in this name, I've tried and I've practiced even trying to learn how to say his name. But Denny Avdija, and I probably butchered it, but small forward out of Maccabi Tel Aviv. He is 19 years old. Uh, Last year, he put up 12.3 points, six rebounds, 2.4 assists. Sorry, my slur gets me. But he's got good size shooting, playmaking. He can actually play positions from shooting guard to power forward and this guy has potential out of like he's crazy this could be somebody that is going to be a sleeper pick that if he doesn't go the bulls he could be well off but if he if he actually can develop a good player uh realistically this guy could be a really good player in you know four to five years once he gets into his body more Learns the NBA game. I think this player could be really, really good in the NBA for years to come. Uh, So let's go ahead and give this guy to the Bulls. Uh, I think this is a very, very good player here. Especially um, if you're looking at seven, uh, I, I think this is a great player here. All right. Next we have the Charlotte Hornets. Michael Jordan's team. It's never been ran right. They've never been good. What are they doing? And I was honestly looking at what positions they need, and I forgot they had Terry Rozier there. They're going to be on the last year of Nicholas Batum because he's going to have a player option, and he's going to opt in for $27 million during a pandemic. Why wouldn't he? Um, they're getting off Bismack Biambo. Uh They're going to have Cody Zeller there for $15 million. We don't know why. Uh, they probably don't have a clue why, but they need somebody to pay. Um, Malik Monk, PJ Washington, Miles Bridges, those guys—they can score. Devonte Graham—he's there on a 1.6 million contract next year. I'd give that guy another contract. He's good too. So, at this point, I feel like this team can actually score the ball pretty well. And so, let's go ahead and give them somebody. A big guy. And so when I was looking at through the big guys and I was seeing, what's the best fit for this team? Because they have guys that want to shoot. They have enough people that need the ball. Scary Terry thinks he needs the ball 24-7, no matter what anyway. So I'm going to give this team somebody who I can't say either. Anyiki Okungwu. And that was terrible. I apologize. He'll never listen to this, but you did. Power forward out of USC. points, 8.6 rebounds, 2.7 blocks. He's a freshman. He's athletic. He's explosive. And I think if you add an explosive big to a team full of shooters, that's only going to be good, right? So I think with that, you have him being able to kind of play a little freely. And I think when you're able to play free, I think you're able to be kind of who you actually are. And so this guy, he is young, he's a freshman, but he has very, very good potential. And I think uh, the Hornets, they need potential because they just paid Terry Rozier a lot of money, and that guy can't create. He showed it when he was in Boston. But let's give him somebody who's explosive, who's athletic, and get him somebody who actually can play the ball game right. So uh, let's go here with Onyiki Okungwu. Man, I tried, butchered it again. All right, the Washington Wizards. Wow, the Washington Wizards. They have two of the best players in the NBA right now. Two, and they're picking ninth, potentially, until the lottery comes out. We don't even know what's going to happen with John Wall and Bradley Bill. All right, so they they caught lightning in a bottle last last year with, with drafting Rui Hachimura, he was great. He, um, I think, he came out of Gonzaga as well. Uh, let me check that, so I'm not a complete doofus. Um, I said his name right, though. All right, so I'll look at, I'll look at him a little bit, uh, find out where exactly where he went to college, because I am not finding it anyway. And so, with that, I, I don't know what you do. Because you have two of the best players. But if you look at the rest of their team on these contracts, there is nobody else there. So realistically, uh, what they did is they have a lot of young players, which is fine. But that's all you have. You have two young players, and you surround them with John Wall and Bradley Beal. So... I think a lot of what needs to happen on this team going forward is I think they actually need to figure out some veteran leadership. Uh, maybe uh, because, you know, Bertans, he, he's not going to get paid by Washington. Um, I wouldn't pay him. He's going to get paid by somebody, probably the Hawks next year, uh, just because nobody else has money but them. But you're looking at somebody to build around John Wall, Bradley Bill, because potentially if they're not hurt, they're there for the next three years um so let's go ahead and look at them and I'd say give them a small forward a center because you have Hachimura already there at the power forward small forward-ish um let's go ahead and team him up with somebody else that has some potential and it's Isaac Okuro and that is small forward out of Auburn freshman 12.9 points 4.4 rebounds two assists he's a great perimeter defender and a hard worker Uh, I think Bruce Pearl uh, had a lot of good things to say about him, and I think he's going to be a really, really good player in the NBA. Um, His shooting does need to get uh, better, uh, but if you add him around Wall and Bill, you don't really need the ball. You just kind of hustle to get the ball. So adding a hard worker around him, I think that's good. You let this guy play defense is what he's really, really good at, and you, and you just allow him to develop slowly around these two great players with Bill and Wall. And I think you have something here with Isaac Okuro out of Auburn. All right, so let's go with the team number 10, the Phoenix Suns. The former favorite team of your boy, Ryan Meadows. So he finally left them and he came to the good old Grizzlies but today we're going to talk about the Phoenix Suns what do they have they have Booker and they have Ayton. now they do have Ricky Rubio who was there uh, or who they just got and he played well when he was there you have Kelly Oubre there for another year um, Ayton's on another two more years contract they have Booker on a max deal uh, Ty Jerome Cam Johnson who they drafted last year and Mikael Bridges Frank the Tank Frank the team, Frank the team. All right, so you have all these guys. What do you put around them? All right, so I'm thinking point guard, small forward, power forward because Ricky Rubio's there. He's got two more years. But if you caught lightning in a bottle with a good point guard, then maybe, maybe you can develop somebody around Mr. Booker. And that's what I went with because I saw this player still on the board and he's one of my favorite players as well in this draft, Tyrese Halliburton, point guard out of Iowa State. He is a sophomore, 15.6 rebounds, six and a half assists. He's got size. He's a great passer and a good shooter. The only issue is that I've seen with here with Halliburton is he doesn't shoot off the dribble well. He can only really shoot off of the off the pass because of he has bad mechanics. So if you look at him like Sean Marion, you know, the Matrix, he shoots kind of like him. He kind of shoots low and out a little bit. Uh, so go look at him, check him out. Uh, there's a lot of good highlights about him. The guy is a baller. He is just downright a very, very good player. But he has bad mechanics. So maybe you can change that. Maybe you just don't. Maybe leave him alone and say, hey, you get into the paint, get a little floater game, and you're fine. You don't really need to take people off the dribble as a as a point guard. You have Devin Booker on your team if you put him with the Phoenix Suns. So, I think you pair, pair him up with Ayton and Booker for the long term. Maybe set's behind um, Ricky Rubio for one more year and then you, you know, give him the reins and then trade Ricky Rubio Rubio in the offseason and you go from there. So you can get a little trade value out of Rubio. Going into the next year or so. Go ahead with Tyrese Halliburton. Point guard, Iowa State. Alright. You're in your last four. The four teams. Well, the Suns are two, so the five. But the last four teams that are actually trying to go after the Grizzlies and the bubble. You have your San Antonio Spurs. When I looked at them, they needed practically everything. The only thing they really have is a point guard. And that that point guard is Deontay Murray, but they gave that guy 14, 15, 16 million a year for the next four years. Wow. You have DeMar DeRozan coming off. He's going to opt in because why wouldn't he for 27 million next year? LaMarcus Aldridge last year, Rudy Gay is going to be on his last year's contract next year. Patty Mills next year. All these guys are on one year contract next year. That's it. They're all in a contract year. So, I think what this team's got to have to do is they're going to have to be good next year. And if they're not, you absolutely blow it up. And I think what happens is you're going to see this as the last year of pop. I've said it from the whole time. Greg Popovich is going to coach for one more year. And then he's going to take over the reins as USA Basketball. And so I I think that you give him this one more year and I think he's done. I, I don't, I don't see him coaching past the 2020 2021 season because the way everything's set up, they're going to walk straight into the rebuild starting 2021. So let's go ahead and get them somebody who's for the future. And so when I was looking for the future, I'm like, all right, who has good promise can develop pretty good. Who is this player? And I honestly, these last four picks took me the same time as the other picks that I went through. So bear with me for a second, but these guys, I don't know what to put on them because at this point, you got to have to dig. And then I kept looking through a couple reports, and I see this player who's got potential. You don't know what he's really going to be in the NBA. He's more of a three-ish but he should be a four. So let's go ahead and give the San Antonio Spurs Precious Achua out of Memphis power forward. He's a freshman, had 15, almost 16 points a game, 11 rebounds, two of blocks. He's athletic. He can play multiple positions. He's raw, raw, raw. He's a great talent. And that's something that we're looking at with potentially if Greg Popovich stays. Is he looking for a complete raw talent? And if he's not there, as Greg Popovich isn't there, this guy can develop around Murray. And I think that you give complete opposite of Murray. I don't think you go directly as a guard because then you have to play too similar. They're learning. It's not as easy to play together. If you give him Precious Achua here, power forward out of Memphis, I think Deontay Murray can actually play next to Precious, and they can actually be a very, very good duo. And I think that's something that they can build around in the future for the Spurs. All right. Sacramento Kings. Wow. I don't know what to give this team. They have a point guard for the future. De'Aaron Fox. He's he's on his last contract. $8 million for next year. They haven't signed him. Are they going to give him an extension? Who knows? But if they don't, they're doomed because he's the best thing that's happened to this team. I don't care if Harrison Barnes is making $22 million. That's their own stupid fault. Well, you also have Marvin Bagley who can't stay healthy. You have Corey Joseph on $12.5 million a year. Why, I don't know. So, what leaves you rest is buddy Hill, and you gave buddy Hill 24 million for the next four years so buddy hills in a good contract harrison barnes Corey joseph marvin bagley is eventually going to need a contract in a couple years so what i after reading and looking through all this i figured that they're going to need forward center And so when I was digging through here, I kind of went with a homer pick, but also went with a pick that I thought made the most sense. And that is Vernon Carey Jr., center out of Duke. So some of you might be laughing, probably Ryan. We know Cody's not listening to this, but he's a freshman. He had 18 points, 9 rebounds, 1 assist. He's got that old-school big-man game, and he shows a lot of heart and hustle. This guy can go. And so I think he's a good fit for Bagley and Fox. He's more of the traditional big, so it allows Bagley to kind of play more out on the perimeter if he needs to. It allows Vernon Carey to stay low, grab rebounds, but also if he needs to go out and Bagley go in, he can kind of switch with him. That's fine. So I think you use Bagley and Carey together. And I think you're good. I I think this is really what they were envisioning a long time ago when they got Harry Giles and they went after and got Bagley. Well, that didn't work. Harry Giles just was too injured. He's never been himself. He showed promise, just never been himself. But now you actually have this. Marvin Bagley, Vernon Carey Jr., team them up. The Kings are going to get better. All right, last two here. Let's speed through them a little bit. We're getting closer. Ryan's probably telling me to wrap up at his house. Who knows? The New Orleans Pelicans. When you look at the Pelicans, they are young. They do probably need to sign Brandon Ingram, but JJ Reddick's going to be on a one one year next year. Drew Holiday, he's there. He's getting going to get paid twenty six or twenty seven million for the next two years. Zion's your main guy. Lonzo's on another year. Jackson Hayes is somebody who's still developing as a big man. Niccolo Melli? I think I said it the time. Nikhil Alexander Walker, great player. Josh Hart. They have a very, very good team, and obviously we know that from you know the runs they're making with Zion. And so the reason I think about this team and how I want to build around this team is I think of one person. Yes, Brennan Ingram's going to get paid. That's fine. But I think of one person. You need to develop your young player. Brennan Ingram's going to get his points no matter what you do. He's going to score. Zion needs a little help. You can go big guy here with a center, more of a traditional defensive center, or you go with somebody a little bit different, somebody who can get buckets. And anytime I have a chance to put anybody in that can get buckets, I do that. And so I went with Aaron Niesmith, small forward, Vanderbilt. He's more of a shooting guard. He scored 23 points last year, five rebounds, one assist. He's a catch-and-shoot player. What that means is that means space. So put him on the opposite side of Zion because what that does is that doesn't allow the backside guy to help. So you're getting one-on-one for Zion, and that just says somebody's scoring. So if he's a catch-and-shoot player, I think he's great. He was a sophomore last year. He only played 14 games due to a stress fracture in his foot. But the guy is a baller. He's a great player, and I think he's somebody that would benefit from playing around a Zion. He doesn't need the ball in his hands. So you need to figure out what kind of players play well around Zion because Zion's going to be your guy. Brandon Ingram's going to be there, and he can carry you at times when you when your young guys just don't have it. And so as long as they sign Brandon Ingram, which I think they will, they'll be fine. And you pair Aaron Neesmith with Zion, Brandon Ingram, and whoever they want to put out there, that's fine. Pelicans will get better. All right, Portland Trailblazers. This team has been uh, riddled with injuries They've had two players there for a long time and they're still and they're locked up for the next four and five years with CJ McCollum and Damian Lillard. A lot of people trying to break them up. I think what you do is you just need to learn how to complement these players. Figure out how to build around them. They're getting better with Nurkic around them. They tried Hassan Whiteside. That really didn't work. Rodney Hood was great with them. Zach Collins had worked well with them. You have a young player in Anthony Simons that's coming up. Nasir Little's good there. He's still He's still young though. So what I'm trying to figure out is what works well around them. I don't think having that big guy really does well for them. I think that clogs the lane a little bit. And so I think what they end up doing is they go kind of smaller here. I don't think you go center. I think you can find a center if you need, but I don't think that's what fits this team. I think this team wants to get up and down the court, play some defense, but also score 120 points a game. And when I saw that, I went with Devin Vassell, small forward, Florida State. Sophomore, 13 points, five rebounds, two assists. He is the best 3 and D player in the draft. He's very athletic, explosive, can leap out of the gym. This guy can play. He's hard-nosed. He went to Florida State. We all know the teams, the players that come out of them. So this guy is going to be a baller. He's going to be a good 3-and-D player, and that's somebody who you need, somebody who doesn't need the ball, but somebody, if you pass him, he can actually shoot and make it. Sometimes that's hard to do, and in the NBA, you need people that can score. And so I think that's what you get right here. You have a good 3-and-D player, and I think that only can make the Blazers better And I think that only makes Lillard and McCollum better. So that's what I have. That's your lottery. That's from me. your boy. D.G. Sorry, I had to do it one more time. I practiced it so many times. But that's it, man. I I think that's just through and through. That's kind of a nerd's look at it. I kind of want to go more the team aspect, what they actually really needed. And I think that's something that maybe you can kind of look at and if you're a basketball junkie like I am, I think that's cool to kind of look at how these teams develop. And I think when you go back and look at it when you see them drafting and you see the team needs at the bottom of the screen and you know who's on their, you know, who's actually under contract, how they build these teams. That's all cool, man. That's all fun looking back and looking in and digging into these teams and learning how they're kind of ran. And so that's what I enjoy doing. Um I hope it was fun for you i had a lot of research to do i usually never research for these uh, and so this allowed me to do some research kind of dig in a little bit drive my wife crazy uh, but it was an absolute blast so um, that's all for me i have a little shout out uh, if you don't mind just follow me on twitter i'm at daniel greer uh, i did have my uh article pop out And so if you haven't had a chance to read it, please read it. It is on my Twitter. It's it's my pinned tweet. If you want to go to the website that I am writing for or contributing for, whatever you want to call it, it is The Lead Sports Media. Very simple. The Lead Sports Media. Uh, They're kind of similar to Bleacher Report if they're only just following Just Basketball, the NBA. Uh, but it's a very good platform a lot of good writers a lot of young writers as well people just kind of getting on the ups this thing is growing i'm growing i'm getting i feel like i'm getting bigger both because of this quarantine but also uh, because i'm learning how to do different things like podcast and also write Uh, i still have to do my day job and then uh, the home improvement that my wife uh, demands that i do and so um, you know, cool things happening. Uh my daughter's about to turn uh two, uh, my my little one. And so little baby Margot turns two in a couple weeks. And so uh that's cool. My life is fun, we're having a good time. I hope that this bubble actually holds. I know it's not a bubble, Cody, but I hope all this is cool. I hope people are healthy and safe. I hope we can get these young guys drafted into the NBA for the next year i hope sports continue once they start they continue and this thing just takes off like crazy and we're literally march madness every single day but that's all i have today thank you for listening if you made it this far you're crazy so am i enjoy your day your night your afternoon whatever you're doing but thank you for listening bye for now